Welcome to the Disney Points Podcast, where our goal is to help you take that dream Disney vacation without blowing through your savings. With ticket costs and hotel prices constantly on the rise, we want to show you what's possible when you introduce credit card points and miles to the Disney equation. I'm Kim Shearer. And I'm Sam Holland. And you can find me on the web at almostfreetraveling.com or on Instagram at almostfreetraveling. And where can they find you, Kim? You can find me on my blog, thatminivanlife.com, or at my Instagram account, at thatminivanlifeblog. And now, this is the Disney Points Podcast. All right, Kim, I want to hear all about your last Universal trip. So let's do a trip report for the listeners. And let's just start by... High-level overview, how did you use points and miles for your last trip to Universal Studios Orlando? Let's see. Um, We definitely used them for a few things. Actually, okay, so we paid cash for our flights. I'll talk about that in a second. But we used points to cover our hotel, which also covered our express passes. And we'll, uh, we'll unpack that a little bit more. Um, and we actually paid for our tickets using swag bucks that I earned last year because we have annual passes. Um, so in the end, the trip was actually, it was a weekend long trip and it was actually really cheap when you like break it down. Um, but I can talk about the flights a little bit. We, we decided to fly frontier, which I will be the first to admit is not my favorite airline. (laughs) It's not. (laughs) It is not. Um, You will not be treated like royalty on a frontier flight. Um, But you can't beat their cash prices. We got $40 round trip flights for this weekend. We flew down on a Saturday, flew home on a Tuesday morning. And so what's that? $200 in total for five of us. That's a steal. It is. And so normally that would be... I mean, that's like the base rate for the ticket. And then on top of that, you would have to pay to pick your seat and to bring a carry-on bag or to check a bag. Um, But last year, because I have the Southwest Companion Pass, I was able to status match my Companion Pass to Frontiers. I think their status is called 100K Elite or something like that, which normally I would be like, I'm not going to go out of my way to get... (laughs) frontier status but (laughs) when you're traveling on these like super cheap cash flights it kind of made sense because when you see i mean frontier sometimes will have 15 dollar one-way flights so when you can get an actual 15 dollar flight and not have to pay all those extra i mean the status gets you free bags free seat selection early boarding you can cancel and get a refund um it's just it's actually a really great deal if you can stomach flying with them which we actually haven't we actually haven't had that many issues i'll i'll say that like i know some people they get delayed every single time they fly with them but we have had pretty good luck Um, okay i'm so glad you brought this up i have never heard of this particular status match before so basically let me just recap to make sure i understand okay if you qualify for the southwest companion pass you can status match to frontier and get status on Frontier Airlines. Yes. They don't offer it all the time. They open up like windows where they'll allow you to status match. Okay. So I happened to do it during one of those windows. And it did cost me $40. Okay. 
to get the status match. But even, I mean, I more than made that money back because we would have spent over $200 to check bags. Okay. For this flight. Okay. So. Got it. So watch for those um, periodic promos that Frontier might run where you can status match your companion pass to Frontier status. And then you'll have all your extras included, your bags, your seat selection, your early early boarding and flight refunds, all the things that an airline like Frontier usually charges for a la carte. Yep, exactly. Okay. So all that's included. So. Okay, yeah. great. So you, you flew Frontier, you got great cash fares on, on Frontier. <laughs> Let's move on to lodging. And first tell us about where you stayed at the airport, because I know this is a favorite, not just for you, but for other um, Disney World and Universal fans, this Hyatt yes. at the airport. Yes. I, okay. So the, I think the first time we stayed, this is the, maybe the second or third time we stayed there. I can't remember, but talk about convenient. If you have a flight that gets in late to Orlando or is leaving really early the next morning, it's, I mean, you can't, it doesn't get more convenient. So you just walk off your plane and then you walk to the hotel. Like it's in the, it's in the airport. So um, we really like it. They have a great globalist breakfast for anybody that has globalist status. Um, and they upgraded us to a really nice room that had like more beds than we needed mm. for five of us. So um, what? that's a lot of beds. I know beds we, there. there were, let me think there were two queen beds, a pullout couch and a Murphy bed mm. all in one room, right? It's a lot of beds for a hotel room. You can all just spread out. That's so nice. We sure did. let's let's just say there have been times where somebody is on the floor and sometimes it's my husband oh my gosh (laughs) ross on the floor we always make the baby sleep on the floor right well you know the smallest person sleeps on the floor if the baby whines loud enough (laughs) oh my goodness okay well So this is the Hyatt Regency Orlando Airport. Airport, yes. And is it always 12,000 points per night? I think that's their standard rate. You could okay. get it for less. You can get it for 9,000 on off-peak nights. You can get it for 15,000 on peak nights. Okay. So, yeah, 12,000. How did you earn? All right. How did you earn the points to stay there? Oh, um, well, we prioritize chase points mm-hmm. because we love Hyatt. So... Mm-hmm. It could be from any number of cards. Um, we've got the Chase Sapphire Preferred. My husband has a reserve. Um, Freedom Un- the Chase Freedom Unlimited, Chase Freedom Flex, or Chase Ink card. Any of those cards will earn you points that you can then transfer one-to-one to Hyatt. And I don't, if anybody follows me, you will know that I love Hyatt because <laughs> transferring the points to Hyatt will get you so much more value because that room we stayed in was probably let's say $350 and that would have cost us about 30,000 points to book in the chase portal. But by transferring the points to Hyatt, it only cost us 12,000. So you can see where like you can save a ton of points. Absolutely. And don't just take Kim's word for it. This is definitely in the travel hacking community. Hyatt is known to be one of the best for a lot of reasons, but one of them is they don't seem to charge a lot per night compared to other chains like Marriott or um, IHG and they don't charge resort fees and they, and you can transfer your ultimate rewards mm-hmm. to Hyatt. I'm a recent convert 
because I last minute had to rebook our Paris hotel when we took our daughter to Disneyland Paris. And we, I happened to have ultimate rewards from reopening the preferred earlier this year. And there wasn't a lot of capacity left in the city. It was post London marathon. It was just full. And so I ended up booking a Hyatt and I couldn't believe how low the room rates were. And it was at a Regency. It was, we, we got a club room. It included club lounge access food and drink all day long i was like oh this is what people are talking about see what you've been missing now i have to if you want to hear more about that listen to our disneyland paris trip report and if you want to learn more about how to earn unlimited chase ultimate rewards listen to the episode named unlimited chase ultimate rewards (laughs) It's a really creative title. <laughs> yes. And you'll you'll never run out of points to transfer to Hyatt, right? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Huge fans of Hyatt and that hotel specifically. You mm, talked okay. about globalist status and how it gets you free breakfast and sometimes free room upgrades. So I wanted I was curious how you qualified for globalist. Hyatt Globalist and how, if that's something you have to renew every year, or could you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. So last year they had a promo in early 2021, right? That was last year. Mm -hmm. And the promo was like, they reduced the amount of nights you needed by half. So normally it would take 60 nights to qualify for Globalist. So they reduced it. So it was only 30. And then they also did a double night promo I want to say it was like January, February. So all the nights you stay during that time counted double. Plus we got the Hyatt personal card, which gives you five nights automatically. So I think by the end, we only needed like 13 nights to qualify. So I, I might be doing that math wrong, but I feel like that's the number I'm remembering. Um, so we earned it actually pretty early on in the year and then had it for the rest of last year and then all of this year oh it's like a companion pass yes okay. so we are currently working on earning it this year for next year because otherwise it expires in february of the following year so if we okay. did if we didn't stay any more nights in hyatt our globalist that we earned last year would expire february 2023 okay so last year it was significantly easier to earn but once we earned it we were like, we don't want to live without this. <laughs> so we just made it a priority this year to like stay in as many heights as we could. All using points. Okay. okay so you actually, true. so point redemption nights count towards global. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So which do, is great. Yeah. Do you do mattress runs? Um, last year we did a couple. We were, I remember we were homeschooling the in the spring of 2021 and so we like just went away for a couple nights and like did homeschool from a hotel Mm -hmm. just to like change things up um and was that like a five thousand point a night oh yeah it was so cheap Mm -hmm. it was like five thousand or eight thousand something really low um so we did that a couple nights just to like get out of the house okay so when you are now it's not quite as easy to get to keep globalist status as it was in 2021. So are you just relying on, you know, low cost hotel stays and jumping on promos when you see them, or are you opening 
certain credit cards or doing all of the above? Yeah, all the above. So definitely a lot more nights and Hyatt's this year than we have done in the past. Um, we had, my husband had a conference for work this summer. So we made sure that was like, I think we had 10 nights in total between like driving out there and staying for the conference and driving back. So we just made sure that we've stayed in the Hyatt. So that okay. really helped. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like I mentioned earlier, we have the Hyatt personal card that gives you five nights every year mm. mm-hmm. towards it's not, they're not giving you five nights that you get five free nights. It's not what right. that means. That's a confusing concept. They give you five nights towards your status. Got it. Like accrual. So that gives you five nights. And then the, um, and then you also earn for spending on that card. So, oh gosh, I'm on the spot. I'm going to mess it up. I think it's for every $5,000 you put on the high personal card, you get two elite qualifying nights. Hmm. So that's another way to earn more nights. Mm-hmm. And do you share the globalist? <clears throat> no, it's under my husband. Mm-hmm. So he's the one that has globalist status. So when we travel as a family, that's not an issue. If I am traveling by myself, he can book what's called a guest of honor stay mm-hmm. where it's under my name. I check in, but I get all the same benefits. That's another really awesome perk of globalist status. You can do that for anybody. I've done that for my parents. Well, mm. my husband's done that for my parents. Um, where you can book it for a friend or a family member and they get all the same perks. Do you so. have to use your own points to book it? So you book it with points from your account, but they can also transfer points to you. Wait, so so I, could, pay you back. I could have you book, <coughs> book. Hold on, Kim. I know. You I'm could sorry. be booking global estates for me. <laughs> oh, I thought you were getting mad because I was coughing. I was like, I'm sorry. I can't help it. <laughs> yes, Sam, I could. Why would I want to get my own globalist then? Because <laughs> your globalist friend will get annoyed. <laughs> I don't travel very much. <laughs> okay, good to know. Oh my gosh, you, I think I've seen people talking about that, but I didn't understand. Yeah, that's, that's like a really fun benefit. I don't know any yeah. other hotel programs that offer something like that. No, they're kind of in kind of in yeah. a league of their own. Okay. So, well, okay, and then I have one more thing to add. Yeah. The Hyatt business card had that promo. And I think I mentioned that in the last episode mm-hmm. that um, there was like a time period where if you apply during that period, any nights between September and the end of the year will count twice. So that's also going to help us finish. So we're almost there. We're like at 51, 52 nights right now, but we have some stays booked in the next few months that'll count double. This is why everyone should follow you on Instagram because you will uh, yeah. keep us all in the know about <laughs> what the different bonuses are and how we can keep our globalist status. Yeah. Because let me tell you, like I said, once you get it, you're going to be like, I need this every year. Yeah, for sure. But it does seem like they have these promos that help you get there without actually staying yeah. 60 nights. So Yeah. Just pay attention. Yeah. Okay. Stayed at a cheaper hotel the night before, and then we moved the next day to a Universal Studios hotel, which which is, is strategic. Which Tell is strategic. Why is that, um, yeah, strategic and not cheap. So, <laughs> but the reason we did that is because three of the Universal Studios hotels include in your nightly stay express passes that can be unlimited express passes there's two different kinds there's the express pass and the unlimited express pass and the unlimited one you can ride as many rides as you want you could ride the same ride over and over and over again all day if you want with that pass the regular express pass you can only do one of each ride per day 
Does that make sense? Yeah. So this is Universal's version of a Genie Plus or right. Fast Pass, Max Pass. It's had a lot of different names in the Disney World Enterprise, but basically, um, I mean, that's not even a thing where you can book a Disney World resort and it comes with Fast Pass. Right. This is unique to Universal. Yes, definitely. Okay. Um. So yeah. So we opted. This was a birthday gift for my son. So I was like, let's let's do the Express Pass thing. Let's try and make that work. But let's see how we can hack it because obviously. If you follow us, you know that we're not trying to pay full price for anything. <laughs> ever. So, <clears throat> ever, ever, ever. Um, so how much so, did that save you when you factor in how much the hotel cost and how much you would have paid for two days of an unlimited express pass? So, okay. So let's start with the hotel we stayed at was the Lowe's. Hold on. What's it called? Pacific. No, Lowe's Royal Pacific. Sorry. Lowe's Royal Pacific. And the night we stayed, it would have cost us $438 with taxes. Um, and we booked it through the Capital One portal. Mm. Okay. And Capital I'll... One travel. Okay. Yes. And here's why. So when I booked it through there, I paid, you know, I, there's a charge on my card for $438. I also earned 10 times points by booking it there. So I earned 4,380 points. Just How? For... How'd you earn those points? Because you booked it on your Venture X card in the Yes, portal. thank you. This is why I need you, Sam. <laughs> fill, in, fill in the parts I'm leaving gaps. The Venture Rewards card will earn you five times booking in the portal. The Venture yes. X card will earn you 10 times. And by the way, they also will try to trick you into just using your points in the mm -hmm. portal. Don't do that. Not if you're trying to do what we did. Yeah. Because okay, so carry on. Tell them what you did. <laughs> Thank you. So we booked it for $438, paid with a Venture X, earned 4,380 points for doing so. Okay. But the Venture X also comes with a $300 travel credit, which can be used for anything that, that you book in the portal. Mm -hmm. So we, okay, so I'm still waiting on this, so I hate to say it, but it's coming. $300 mm -hmm. will be credited to my statement. Um. It's not like it's attached to that booking at all. It's not like it reduces what was charged to your account. So like you're still earning the points for booking that. It'll just show as a $300 travel statement credit. Um, so really then when you do the math, it's like, okay, so 438 minus the 300, really this only cost me now $138. Mm -hmm. So what we did then was used miles to erase that remaining portion. Okay. You could have erased the whole charge. Could have, if I wanted to. Okay. Like Got you it. did. You did that, right? In Disneyland Paris. That's right. Disneyland Paris, I did the same thing. It was around the same price, $400-ish for the Disney Santa Fe. I booked it on my Venture X in the portal, earned 10 times miles. And then the $300 statement cre travel credit, annual travel credit, showed up on my statement within a few days. So hang in there, Kim. I know. I'm waiting. And then... I could have just used miles to erase the remaining hundred or so dollars, but instead we, we erased the whole thing because our bill was high that month and we just wanted to. And I would say even bigger picture than that, we don't have anything coming up that we can even think of that would be a more valuable use for those Capital One miles. If yeah. we did, I would have kept them in my account. Yeah, which is kind of why we decided to use it for this too, because... 
I mean, normally if we're going to stay somewhere, it's going to be at a Hyatt. We're going to transfer chase points and book it that way. But we really wanted to take advantage of this unlimited express pass thing. And this was a way to make it really affordable. So, so in the end, I figure, you know, I said there's $138 left and then used 13,800 points to erase the rest of that. But since I earned 4,380 points for booking it, it really in the end was like 9,000 points, I think is what it cost us. If you do, you know, yeah, factor in what you earned for booking it. So that's insane to me. <laughs> it is. It really sets that card apart from any from any other premium. Yeah, because you can use it for so many things, but then also erase what it didn't cover. So I just feel like that's a really great way to cover these like expensive, like, yeah, places that you want to stay for things like this. Mm-hmm. Um, what so. are the other properties that offer unlimited express pass if someone else wants to duplicate what you did? Yeah. So the one we say that was the Lowe's Portofino Bay or no, I'm sorry, Lowe's Royal Pacific. And then there's one that's the Lowe's Portofino Bay. That's the Italian like themed one. The Royal Pacific is a Hawaiian themed and then hard rock. So those three come with express passes. And then the fun thing about that too, is that it's not just that you get the express passes for one day. You get them the day you check in and the day you check out. Okay. So I kind of feel like you need to just walk me through like, okay, the, the morning you left or the Orlando airport, walk us through the entire process of that two day, one night stay. Yeah. So we, did we take it? Yeah. We got an Uber cause we don't typically rent a car when we're there at the parks cause we find that we don't need it. So we got an Uber, um, went straight to the Royal Pacific checked in. I think we want to say we got there. Well, we ate, we ate our Globus breakfast first. So we took our time a little bit in the morning priorities. <laughs> and then we got there priorities. Right. Um, then we got there probably around like 10 AM and they'll let you check in any time. Like really we could have gotten there at six 30 and they would have let us check in because even if your room's not ready, they'll give you your key and your key acts as your express pass. And that was the one thing that I wasn't sure. I did a lot of research beforehand just to make sure I wasn't going to screw it up. Mm-hmm. So they give you your room key and then that's your, your express pass to skip all the lines. So we just think our room was ready, thankfully. So we were able to check our bags in, but even if your room's not ready, you could leave your bags with the hotel and then just head to the parks. <clears throat> so we went to our room and then that hotel, you can walk. It was like a, maybe a 10, 15 minute walk to the park. And we just, we went for it. We were able to just get into the express pass lines and skip all lines. So it's, it's hard to say, like, I kept thinking, like, as we were going about the day, like, was this, is this worth it? Like, would I do this again? Like, am I getting Mm -hmm. my, you know, the most for my money, you know, by doing this or whatever. But it's hard to say, because like, I don't know how long we would have waited. Like if the line, the wait times were accurate. Yeah. Like what we ended up, but I really do think. That it's like for this one, like if I were just, I would do this again, I would do like the one night thing again, where I could use my $300 credit and, you know, make it cheaper. I don't know that I would ever like just buy the express pass outright Mm -hmm. because so I did, I went and did some research before this episode so I could compare, but the express passes, just the regular one, not the unlimited one starts at $79.99 per person per day. And the unlimited if you one. Think Genie Plus is expensive. No kidding. Up. No kidding. 
<clears throat> I will say it's so much easier to use than Genie Plus. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no planning. There's no reserving. It's like you just get on the line. It's just like you get in the lightning lane. Yeah. Whenever you want. Yeah. So there's not all this, like, being strategic and trying to have two at the same time and all that. It's just easy. So I will say that. But the price is just so much more. But, okay. So eighty. let's say $80 a day per person for a one-park express pass now if you add two parks it's another ten dollars like if you're gonna park hop and use it in the same day that adds another ten dollars to the price and then if you want the unlimited one it starts at around 109 Mm -hmm. and that all depends on what day you go so there might only be a couple days per month where it's at that lowest price and then i checked for christmas the week of christmas it's like 289 dollars per day per person Mm mm-hmm so I, I know that's true because of my own experience, which I will share in a moment. Oh, well, do you want to now? Yeah. Well, so, but finish saying, I, what was your, <coughs> what do you think your total savings was? For so the- at the very least for those two days, it was like $1,200. Incredible. And, but that's if it had been the cheapest car. I can't go back and see what it would have cost us that day. And I didn't check beforehand, but so it was probably a few hundred dollars more than that. Yeah. Well, I'll just corroborate what you're saying and say, we did one day at Universal spring break 2021. So we were, we were down, Darren was down there for work. So we we were in a work, just a condo that was kind of between Disney World and Universal. We did one day at Animal Kingdom and then we did a day, one day for five people at um, Park Hopper at Universal. And I remember I I kept thinking that I wasn't looking it up correctly because (laughs) it was, it kept telling me that it was going to cost a thousand dollars for me to get unlimited express pass for my family for one day. That's on top of your ticket cost. Right. Yeah. And and so I just, and we weren't going to book the room because we already, like I said, had this condo for work and anyway. So um, I just want to corroborate that. That is how much it costs during peak days. It's, it's insane. Like you just wouldn't pay it. I think people just, most people just wouldn't do it. You either don't get it or you do your strategy, which is booking a night in one of those hotels on property. And so what we did is we just went for it. We, um, I bought the tickets through, gosh, I can't even remember the name of the outfit, but it included early park entry so okay. we were there rope drop early and at that point it was so that we could ride the Hagrid's ride yes we, which, which was is, not included in the express pass okay well we need to get to that in a moment will you hold yeah. that thought for a second that, that was actually my next question for you yeah but here's what I wanted to tell listeners so there's multiple ways you can do these parks and they're all going to give you a different experience, but, the, but we had a blast and we did not have express pass. Like I said, we did have early entry that allowed us to ride the Haggard ride once mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we couldn't get a virtual queue the rest of the day. This was b- before Velocicoaster was open. So that wasn't even anything we were trying to ride. Okay. Um, we were able to ride everything we wanted to ride between the two parks at least That's, once. Yeah. That's great. With no express pass. Did we wait in lines? Yes, we did. Yeah. Um, Were we able to ride everything we wanted to? Yes, we were. Were we able to re-ride things? No. 
we, we pretty much were able to ride everything once. So yeah, that, the, these are my questions for you. Did having unlimited express pass allow you to re-ride multiple rides and which rides does it not work on? Yes, I think it did because I'm thinking if we, we've done it three other times without the express pass and we've definitely, like you said, waited in lines. Um, but we've always gone for like two days at a time. And so we're still able to get in everything that we want to do, but I think we got it done so much faster this way. Like I remember thinking to myself, like we just got off that line in like a quarter of the time that it says like the posted wait time is. So now we're already moving on to another ride while those people are still waiting. Mm -hmm. So for sure, I think we got to do more. Um, but what was the other part of your question? Uh, um, what does it work on or not work on? Oh yeah. So it doesn't work on Hagrid's motorbike adventure. I think that's what it's called. And it doesn't work on Velocicoaster. I think those are the two. So how do you, are those both standby? Yes. So I know that like you're saying Hagrid's has a virtual queue. We've never, a lot of the times we've gone, it's not available. And this last time we didn't even check. So I don't know like what their like criteria are for like when that is available and when it's not, but we were there over Christmas and it wasn't available. So you mean, so, okay. When we were there in 2021, Hagrid's was new. That's why it was virtual queue. Sort of like when they opened rise of the resistance or website. Oh, okay. Yeah. They started out with virtual queues and then they moved to standby. So maybe that's, maybe that's why. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So we went there first thing. We got there, you know, as soon as the park opened, the early entry and everything on the second day. And even going straight to Hagrid's, we still waited a good hour. I okay. Say. Maybe it was okay. 45 minutes, yeah. but it was a while. But that's the shortest the time's going to be all day, most days. Okay. Got it. Um, but. Kim, let's talk about your universal passes because I know that you hacked those. And so I want to hear how you hacked those. Yeah. So we used, we, I dedicated probably about two or three months last year to like really earning swag bucks. And so if you don't know what a swag buck is, it's this like rebate site, you open certain accounts or you complete certain tasks and you'll earn swag bucks that you can then turn in for Well, what I did is turn them in for PayPal gift cards, which essentially is just cash. So then I can just transfer that to my bank account. So I did enough between my husband and I, where I had about $2,000 by the time I was done. And that was almost what we needed to book to, to purchase season passes for five of us. Excellent. Was it, what mm-hmm. kind of things were you doing to earn these swag bucks? Um, so some of the bigger ticket ones, like I think at the time they were offering $200 if you completed one Uber Eats delivery. Mm-hmm. So we both did that. That's an automatic $400. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think maybe I opened like a checking account where I just had to deposit maybe like 50 bucks. And then I got like another $150 for doing that. Mm-hmm. And we both did that. And I think I did one that was for um, Sun Basket, you know, like the food delivery service. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I got $75 for getting meals delivered to my house. 
So I got food out of that one and 75 bucks. Um, Okay. So pretty easy thing, pretty easy tasks that don't take very much time. So when you, I, I always think of it as how much am I making an hour? And with swag bucks, it's quite a bit. Yeah. And like some of them are kind of annoying. Like you'll have to, like if something doesn't track right away, you might have to send them a message and say Mm -hmm. like, Hey, I'm not seeing this pending. And usually they'll just fix it for you. Like if you send the, you know, a receipt or some kind of documentation that proves you completed the task, then they will update it. I've never really had an issue with that. I haven't either. And I've had to babysit some of my swag bucks. Yeah. Sure that's they a good, went through. That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> I just say, take a screenshot of everything as mm-hmm. you're doing it. And they're in my experience and most people I've spoken with, they're very good about making sure you get your swag bucks. Yes, I agree. Okay. So that's just a great, that and bank bonuses, we always want to keep those in front of you. Those, again, follow multiple people on Instagram and you'll become aware, go to Mm doctorofcredit.com and those kind of sites will keep you aware of bank bonuses and swag bucks and other opportunities to make travel money to cover some of the expenses that aren't as easy to cover or aren't the best value for your points and miles. Yeah, definitely. And I also kind of look at it like those are my kids' Christmas gift. That was their Christmas gift last year. So great. Yeah. So it's like, I'm going to spend money on presents anyway. I'd rather it be something that we get to use all next year. Mm-hmm. And so that even made it feel like in my mind, it was like, it costs even less because it's like, that's already money I had set aside for Christmas. So you just think about what an extravagant gift that really was. Like right? you did all these swag bucks deals and you took your kids to Universal four times this year. Yeah, I think they've been three. We went once without them when we were in Orlando for a work thing. Uh, Happy anniversary slash birthday, whatever, (laughs) date night. Yeah, right. Um, So, yeah, it's the gift that kept giving all year. Yeah, that's that's so fun. And I know, I mean, we don't necessarily need to compare the passes to Disney, but let's just do it anyway because we're talking about it. Um, Sure. I mean, Disney seems to be moving away from annual passes, so maybe it's a moot point, but... The universal passes cost so much less. Yeah, they start, I think, is it two? They start at like $2.99 per person, which that's like maybe three days. It's like less than what it would cost to go for three days. Right. And so let's just differentiate and say, um, well, I don't know if I should even say that. I was going to say universal is for older kids but the reason I was going to say that is because it does seem to have a few more yeah thrill rides yeah I've seen people say that like hey bring your toddlers to universal I mean I've been four times I still don't think I would say bring your toddlers to universal yeah we went with my family and my sister had her like two-year-old daughter and they just there wasn't a whole lot they could do I mean there's like there's definitely there's like Dr. Seuss land and there's a few rides in there the train back and forth between the parks, but like, I, I would still say it's for like older, a little bit older. My youngest is eight and he loves it. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I think eight is like, then he rides all the rides and everything. Um, sort of, he doesn't do like the really big, like thrill roller coasters. Like he won't ride Velocicoaster or the Hulk or anything like okay. that, but he does ride Hagrid's and yeah. Um, some okay. things like that. So with your universal passes, I know they're coming up on one year. So then you have to decide, are you going to renew them? So do you know if you're going to renew them? And do you get a discount if you renew them? How does that work? Uh, I, this. I think we get 
discount if we renew and pay in full. Um, I don't know. It's tempting. My kids really do like it there. It's easy to get cheap flights to Orlando from where we live. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I might. It's, I'll have to talk to my husband and see what we want to do. I would really also love to schedule a Disney trip next year. So it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a toss up. Yeah. We're not great planners. <laughs> so <laughs> deciding a whole year what my next year will look like is hard for me to do. But yeah, it is tempting. Okay, you touched on this a little bit, but have you ever sat down and figured out how much you've saved by having passes? No, you know what? That would be something. Is it, is it easy math to do? Like, how much does it cost per day? Ish. Um, yes, I'm looking. It looks like prices start at hundred and nine dollars, and I'm sure okay. it's like tiered too, the way like Disney does it. Like certain mm-hmm. days are going to cost more. So, let's say we've been four different times. And we've gone two days at a time. That's eight days at least. Yeah. So you've saved $2,500. Yeah. I think you've saved $2,500. Thanks, Sam. I'm going to go with that. Um, So yeah, it's definitely money saving. And we get to stretch it out. We don't have to like commit to a whole week Mm -hmm. doing the same thing Mm -hmm. day after day. So I don't know. I thought it was fun. And we get to go that, you know, what else is fun? We got to see the parks at all different times of year. So we went for Mardi Gras. We went for Christmas. Mm. We got to see the fall decorations this time, like Halloween. So, and do you get extra discounts in the parks? Yeah. Well, okay. So I bought the four, four of us, just the basic pass. And then I got myself like, like two tiers up. I can't remember what it's called. The preferred or something like that. That gets you free parking. Mm. and um a discount on like everything so like food and souvenirs smart yeah so any other money saving tips for universal yeah. or um bring a water bottle because mm-hmm. they have those freestyle coke machines and mm. you can fill up any bottle with ice water so that's a good one. And then yeah. I think buying the souvenir cups is worth it. We bought one over Christmas and we just keep bringing the same Christmas themed universal cup back with us. <laughs> and you pay like, I don't know, it's like almost $20 to buy it the first time. But then every day you can activate it for like 10 bucks. Mm, and just fill it with soda and or whatever. keep filling it all day long. And that includes like the slushies that cost more that my kids always want. Does it include butterbeer? No, I wish. <laughs> Do you know how much money I've spent on butterbeer in the last year? It's well money well spent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Every I time. Totally approve. Like... Do you like cold butterbeer or hot butterbeer? Or... I haven't tried the hot one, but I prefer the frozen over the just like the drink. Okay. You can get it like slushy. I think it tastes better. Yeah. Fun. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, while we're on the subject, what are your favorite universal attractions, things to do when you're in the parks, shows, anything? Um... Okay, definitely Hagrid's. I know everybody probably says that, but like it really is like my favorite theme park ride of any ride. And I love Disney. Anywhere? Wow. Okay. So I just love it. And especially, have you been on it? You've done Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, but remember, I only rode in the (laughs) sidecar. Well, I think that's where you're, where the difference lies. <laughs> My goal this next time when we go is to ri- to actually drive the motorcycle. My kids were like, no, mom, you're going to be in the sidecar. And yeah, I'm like, you no. fight whoever you have to fight. 
and you sit on the motorcycle because it's so it really does make a difference it's so much better yeah (laughs) so okay that's my favorite I also think the train is really cute like the one that goes back and forth between the two parks and you need to have park Hogwarts Express yeah Hogwarts Express you need to have the two park tickets to be able to do that Mm -hmm. um I was going to say that earlier, too. That's where the Express Pass really came in handy because that line can get real long, Mm. like certain times of the day. And the Express Pass, you just like fly through. So I remember we did that first thing after we rode Hagrid's because the line is lower in the morning. Yes. And we've waited in the line when it's really long and it's not fun. (laughs) It's like you're just in like this huge crowded room of Mm -hmm. people going through, you know. Yeah zigzagging back and forth so anyway yes that's where it really came in handy but I really think that's really cute it's short but I don't know it's kind of a fun thing um oh and then we go ahead do you like rip ride rocket I did not do that one I love that ride so much I didn't do it I am not a as I get older we were talking earlier about Mm -hmm. the things things that ail (laughs) the ailments that (laughs) Mm -hmm. um are fun about getting older um you know, I did Velocicoaster and the Hulk, and I was like, all right, cool, I'm done. That's good. <laughs> You're shaken up a bit. Yeah, yeah, especially the Hulk. That one really, that one shook me up. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I did not do Red Bride Rocket, but my two older boys and my husband really like that one. It's kind of a Gen, Gen X <clears throat> dream because it's it's these, maybe millennial too, or like older millennials. It's, you get to choose a song to play oh okay in your personal ear while you're on the ride so we all chose different songs and that's funny also it's pretty scary because they don't have any shoulder harnesses on that ride but you really feel like you should probably have one on there aren't no and the whole why time am I, I letting my it. children on <laughs> oh I felt like I was gonna die the whole time but that's why I like it I oh really like the feeling that I'm going to die, but knowing that I'm actually <laughs> but not, not actually die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so, important. yeah. Um, okay, one other so, thing I'll say is, yeah, I always think that the shows that people skip are some of the like best things about theme parks. Like the so, Born Stentacular. Okay. That one is really awesome. I love it. Yeah. It's so good. And then did you ever do the one with the animals? What? See, there's a show with animals and it's like real the- animals. Yeah, with like dogs and chickens and I don't know. I'm doing that. What is it? I forget what it's called, but the dog from um, Men in Black, you know, the little pug. Yeah, he's He's, in it. Well, they say it's him. (laughs) So I hope they're not lying to me, but they say it's It's probably Kim. That that movie was made a long time ago. It might be his child. You know, I feel a little bit duped. It's okay. (laughs) It's pugs. There's pugs that look alike. Yeah, when was that movie made? A long time ago. ago. But anyway, back to the show. I will go see it. All right. Still cute. Animals. Come on. Yeah. So it's just like them doing like showing you how they like train animals to be in movies. But it's really cute. Oh, fun. Yeah. Oh, and then like birds like fly like right over your head from like a perch Mm. behind you. Stuff like that. I like that. So it's a little Animal Kingdom-ish. A little bit, but with like a movie twist. Fun. Yeah. It was like one of those things that my kids were like, I don't want to do this. And then they were giggling the whole time. Oh, cute. They loved it. Did you guys ride the water ride? And did you wear ponchos? Um, okay. So we went in February <laughs> and it was very cold. 
And we got on the first ride we saw with a low wait time. It was a five minute wait. And it was one of the like log flume ones. Mm-hmm. I didn't get on it. Everybody else did. They got off and I was like, well, that's why it's five minutes. <gasps> they were soaked. Wait, like, was it that one or was it the Jurassic Park one? They both get you wet. Remember. I can't remember. I'm so bad. Well, just if you're listening, they both get you wet and you're okay. going to need a poncho. And even with a poncho, your feet will probably get wet. Yeah, they were soaked. They had to get, we spent like $5 to stand in like the human dryers. Yes. And they were still like a wet dish rag. So your express pass, it doesn't get you in those dryers? <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> oh, gosh. But no, we didn't go on the other one. Like, I really would have liked, it was like one, what's it called? Like Dudley Do-Right or something. Yeah. It's we like didn't Rock, Rocky that. and Bullwinkle or... Yeah, we didn't do that one. Okay. So I guess we have to go back one more time. Yeah, I guess so. A few things we haven't done. So So one of the things about um, Universal that I don't like so much is that you have to put your stuff in a locker on some Uh, of these rides, and then you don't have your phone in the line, and it's not well-themed. Yeah. Okay. So my tip for that is bring a fanny pack. No matter how much you despise them, but it has to have a buckle. It Wait, can't just... so you, you can keep your fanny pack on? On almost every ride, yes. On Velocicoaster, you have to put every last loose item in a locker right before you get on the ride. Wow, it's that <clears throat> dramatic. Huh? Yeah, but almost okay. every other ride, like Hagrid's, you can wear it, um, all the Harry Potter ones. Like, you can still wear a fanny pack, but it has to have a buckle. I saw them literally. A buckle? Yes, like a click together like seatbelt type as opposed to as opposed to just like um like you pull the like the strap and it adjusts you know oh. what I'm okay a buckle so a, you can use one of those packs that you wear crossbody but it's basically a fanny pack yes but you have to wear it around your waist you ha- okay you have to wear it this is very uh-huh. specific okay yes but you can leave your phone in there yes can you do that on the hulk i think so Okay, that's going to make our lives so I mean, someone's going to hear this and be like, no, you can't. Okay, so you can, well. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Google it before. Before yeah. you go to Universal, Google it just to make sure. But about- I would say 90% of the rides, you can wear a fanny pack. That and is going to make phone. our lives a lot better. Because yeah. the whole ride, it's not that I hate standing in line so much. You have nothing it's, to look at. Oh, my gosh. And the yeah. line is, they just don't do lines as well as Disney. So there just mm-hmm. isn't anything kind of cool to even sort of distract you except the sound of the thing roaring out of the... <laughs> over and over. <laughs> the, the sound of Hulk like roaring every minute and a half. Yes. That's how you know that the ride is not broken down as you keep hearing Hulk roar. Yeah. So that's kind of our like go-to is like Ross will wear like a drawstring backpack, like not a full size mm-hmm. backpack. Cause you want mm-hmm. it to be able to fit in those tiny lockers. Cause mm-hmm. those are the free ones. Mm-hmm. You can get a bigger locker. We're going to pay for it for every ride. So he tries to, you know, carry just a small bag. And then I have the fanny pack so it can still carry, like I can put his phone in it or like yeah. glasses. So. Um, do you bring in snacks? Yes. Okay. Yeah. We also have a popcorn bucket. That we take back and forth, but it's only like $2 to refill it. Oh, so Universal has popcorn buckets just like Disney? Yes. They're okay. not fancy and themed out like Disney does, but yeah. they have just the standard bucket that you can refill for 2 bucks. So that's like a really cheap snack. Oh, yeah. So you bring the bucket and the cup every mm-hmm. time you go? Yep. Okay. Sure do. <laughs> do you 
get your <laughs> snacks that you're smuggling in from Instacart? Um, we have done that. Let me think. Yeah, yeah, because you can bring food in. So we um that was we did that on one trip where we ordered from Instacart, had it delivered to the hotel one night after we got back and like made sandwiches and brought cans of Pringles and baby carrots, oh. you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, so we would carry that around. And we try to eat that for lunch so that's gone, you know, we can our bags are lighter <laughs> after lunch. Right. And then we'll buy dinner. Like that's kind of our routine. Yeah, that's kind of what we do too. Yeah. D- dinner and some fun snacks from the mm-hmm. a crepe from the crepe stand. Oh, I haven't had a crepe. I passed yeah. it though. I remember They're good. I would like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Can't okay. Oh, great tips. What yeah. else? What do we miss? One last thing. If mm-hmm. you haven't tried, you need to try the green eggs and ham. My kids oh, loved in, it. Oh, in Soothland? Yes. The the eggs, okay. I assumed, were just going to be like dyed green, but it's like spinach. So I felt like, oh, okay, that's oh. a little healthier. But they're like okay, cheesy goodness. and they're on top of tater tots. And oh, there's little bits of good. ham in it. It was all very good. Okay, we'll try that when we go. Okay, the end. That's All good. right, well, the end of that. But I want to switch over and just get an update on what credit card minimum spend you're working on. Yeah, you know, Sam, I realized you asked me that last episode. And my mind lied? completely blanked and I lied. I said that we were, well, it is true. We are working on the Hyatt business card. We're almost done. Mm-hmm. And then I said, I was like, oh, maybe we'll just get an ink card after that. But no, Ross is going to work on the Southwest Companion Pass. So he'll be getting a Southwest business card. And then closer to the end of the year, he'll get a personal one. But we're not in a rush because he did that promo that they had a few months ago. Where it was like, if you book a flight between these dates, you'll get the companion pass for January and February. Oh, yeah. One more time. Yeah. So he literally just took that flight this morning Mm -hmm. and it's coming back on Thursday. So that will get us, that'll give us kind of like a head start because usually it takes like a month or two for like the companion pass to like, to like, to be fully qualified for it once you finish the spending in January. So that'll give us like, we definitely know we'll still have it in the beginning of the month or beginning of the year. So that's our plan. How about you? Uh, well, I will share in a moment, but before I do, I want to say if you're listening and you are interested in the Southwest Companion Pass, we have an entire episode dedicated to it, Yes, which explains multiple ways to get it. It is not too late. It's actually never too late. We just try to set people up with having, maximizing the amount of time you're going to have it, but you can yeah. pretty much qualify for it anytime you want. So now is a great time. Because if you get the points to hit as early in 2023 as possible, then you're maximizing the amount of time you'll have it. Yep. Did I say that well? Yeah, you did. And that episode is a good one. Really good. Mm-hmm. One of our most popular. Um, yeah. I'm proud of it. It really helps people understand how it works. And it can be kind of confusing. Yep. Uh, as far as what we're working on, so I opened... A city advantage business card and working on the minimum spend for that we had a $900 car repair pop up so that kind of you know kicked off our minimum spend not in a fun way but in a necessary way that we had no choice but we have to mm-hmm. pay for it so that went on the credit card and then what I'm working on now I am going to be happy to keep everyone in the loop on because I don't know if it's going to work yet but basically I knew that I was going to buy our Disney World and Universal tickets as part of this minimum spend. 
So no matter what, I'm going to be earning something like 16 times American miles for, for every dollar that I spend on this minimum spend. That sounds like a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. So once I hit $4,000, I'll earn 65,000 65, advantage miles. Nice. And I'm, well, 69,000 if you count the minimum spend, the miles I'll earn on the minimum spend. But mm-hmm. and those are, cross your fingers, those are for Tokyo Disney sometime in 2023. When are you going to start inviting me on these trips? <laughs> You're invited <laughs> right now. Do you want to come? I, but I'll have to tell you when it is, which I don't know yet. Okay. So as soon, as soon as I know when it is, you can see if it fits in with your schedule. All right. Um, but here is what I'm working on. I'm working on a, a bit of a stack and here's what it is. So, uh, I recently noticed that in my American Airlines Advantage e-shopping portal, they had a Disney shop Disney offer for five times miles. So earning five times advantage miles on every dollar that you spend at shop Disney. And I thought, oh, I should buy gift cards and then use those to buy my Disney World tickets. Yes. Well, the fine print we were going says, with this. The fine print says that it doesn't work on gift cards. But sources say that you might be able to get it to work on gift cards, especially yes. if you buy a specific. I saw this. I know. I and I'm it, I'm trying to see if it works. Stay you tuned. Know what it might. <laughs> so what I did was I bought I purchased one $25 Shop Disney 50th anniversary e-gift cards. Uh-huh. And right now it's pending in my shopping portal. So I got the email that it was tracking. I got the email or yeah. And then I got another email saying it was pending. It hasn't been confirmed yet, but if it works, then I'm going to earn, I think an extra 8,500 American Airlines miles, but what I'll be doing is purchasing gift cards on Shop Disney, and then and what purchasing... card did you use? So I'm using the same card. I'm I'm still using it towards my minimum spend on my City Advantage business card. Okay. Could you have used a Chase card that has one of those like Chase offers? Yes, and a lot of people are doing that right now because Chase, I don't know if it's targeted. I've seen that a lot of people have the offer. It's Mm -hmm. worth a look. So basically, a lot of people are saying that each of their Chase cards and their Chase app is offering them, I think, 10% back at Shop Disney, a maximum of $50 per card. I think it's... No? Sounds high. Is oh, it, like fifty dollar a fifty dollar gift card. Uh, so it's a maximum of five dollars. I think so. It's yeah, five that's or 10. probably what it is. That's yeah. probably what it is. So <laughs> what some people are doing is they're going through, and I I actually think the fine print says the same thing that it doesn't work on yeah it does. gift cards, but it actually does. So you yeah. think some people are going in and buying a fifty dollar Disney gift card on every single one of their Chase cards that has this offer. And saving, basically getting $5 back on each of those. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's also the Rakuten offer where you can use that shopping portal if you're not using like the American Airlines one. 
and there's where you also, get 10% back too. Yeah. And then retail me not. Do you know this? What? Is retail me not different than Rakuten? Yes. Retail me not is another. Basically, all of the portals, I think, have some sort of perk Mm -hmm. for Shop Disney right now. And um, your best bet is to try it with the 50th anniversary e-gift cards. It's it's Mm -hmm. a specific e-gift card. Um, <clears throat> and stay tuned. You'll have to listen to the next episode to hear whether or not it went through. I'll Yay. let you know. I can't wait to hear. I know. Me too. I hope it works. Thanks for tuning in. Whether you want to use points to cover Disney tickets, hotels, or flights, points and miles can help. And we'd love to show you how. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode of the Disney Points Podcast where we'll unpack another way to save on your next Disney vacation. See you real soon.